Welcome to the Conquer Your Battlefield podcast, where we come together to discuss some of the more significant struggles and metaphorical battlefields that we've faced along our journeys and share some insight on how we've conquered them. I'm J.D. McGibney, and today I'll be chatting with one of the most down-to-earth people I have ever met in my entire life. A man who has lived the rock star dream and just so happens to be an ideal single father. A masterful bassist and a man that can befriend anyone in any room. Mr. Jason Klein, formerly of Butcher Babies and now of Thump Drag and also my bandmate in Angels on the Battlefield. How you doing, Jason? Good. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Thank you for uh, coming and hanging out and chatting for the for the podcast. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, my pleasure, man. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about separation anxiety. Normally, there's a common occurrence in children as they grow and develop learning to be separated from their parents and loved ones as they become independent. Separation anxiety can, however, persi- can persist into adulthood for a myriad of reasons. In adults, separation anxiety tends to revolve around fear or concern about the well-being of a child or spouse. It could lead to bouts of extreme anxiety or even panic attacks. Over an extended period of time, individuals dealing with separation anxiety can become withdrawn from their normal social interactions and have difficulty concentrating and even experience bouts of depression. According to The Recovery Village, between 1 and 6% of adults deal with separation anxiety. Those who do tend to also have dealt with some sort of traumatic event in relation to their child or significant other. Another common statistic is that separation anxiety is not uncommon in women who have had difficulties during pregnancy and childbirth. Jason, we've been friends for a few years now. Uh, And in that time, uh, you know, we've had a bunch of conversations in private about what it's been like for you being in a consistently touring band and being a single father at the same time. What was it like for you consistently being away from your daughter? And how do you feel being a single father and not a single mother has come into play around your experience with separation anxiety. Well, when I was on the road, obviously you can't see your kid or your loved ones every day. You can call them on a phone. Uh, you can FaceTime them, Zoom call them. Uh, but it's, it's not the same because there's no you're talking over a, a device, a machine. It's, it's a digital representation. It, for me, I think for everybody too, you have to be in the same room to feel, the, feel their energy. So it, how, how was it? Hell. <laughs> um, it, it definitely at times brought out the worst in me. And uh, I, there's probably a lot of unnecessary arguments uh because of it and uh it's it's to have to have a child uh just speaking just speaking for myself maybe for other people having a child that's that's it that's that's a part of you and uh being separated i can't put it into words uh you know you could say like an emptiness that's that's um you can't fill with anything else uh, it feels like it's just every day. It's like a heartbreak. You don't really know why, you know, until you until you realize, you know, it's just I. That's why it was. I just can't do this anymore. It's this is hard, you know. How old was your daughter when you first started uh, going out on the road? She had just turned four years old. Oh, wow. uh, 
and uh, right right around that time, we um, went on our first road, road trip tour. It was like two months um, in the summer of 2012, so almost 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I I remember um, before I left, I, uh, I remember my dad telling me, he's like, you just make sure that you do not abandon her. Do not be out of your daughter's life. Whatever you got to do, you call her, figure it out with, with her mother, call her. Cause I was, I was uh, divorced. Um, and, uh, I had the opportunity to go on the road and actually live my dream. And, uh, I didn't, it's not that I didn't want to go. I knew it was going to be very tough to make that, uh, sacrifice of, okay, this is going to be hard. This one's going to, this one's going to hurt, but I got to do it. Um, yeah, it was like August, I think some August to September, uh, two months. And it was in the middle of summer in a converted airport shuttle with no air conditioning. So Oof. that on top of everyone's first real tour, most of everyone's first real tour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can but imagine I, I, that, that, that I what called that her like. every day though. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Um, you know, that that's really, it's really, uh, good advice like on from your dad's uh no from your dad you know it it seems very like well duh you know obviously make the effort but it's just like for anyone that's ever been on the road or anyone that's had to travel anyone that's had to you know communicate with other people being in different time zones you know like it gets difficult but and like sometimes you just get lost in the moment there's a lot of different things going on there's a lot of moving parts there's a lot of things to, to to uh to make you know to be aware of but like you know the, I, so i can only imagine what it was like to make sure that like you had you were able to talk to your daughter at the proper time that was appropriate for her because it, it comes down to you know the fact that she is so young the fact that she's learning the fact that she it needs to like you know become a person and like you're her her role models like you have to you have to accommodate what's best for her so i, I can only imagine what that struggle was like being away and having to deal with all those other, uh, you know, bits and pieces. Yeah. It, and that on top of it, at four years old, you're not really having a deep conversation with him. <laughs> so, um, but as, as long as it was a, it, at least, and usually the, our phone calls were a good, you know, estimate about five minutes, just talking, Hey, how was your how, baby? How are you doing? How, how was, would you do today? You know, are you being a good girl for your mom or uh, for grandma or grandpa? Or, um, you know, and she would, she, there was times uh, where she would be crying on the phone and, and there was, t- there's, you can't do anything about it. I think I was in maybe at a truck stop in Toledo, Ohio, and I had FaceTimed her and she was with my mom that day uh and uh she had was on the phone and she was crying and i was i remember not being able to do anything about it and i'm just like why are you crying why are you crying even though i know the answer Mm -hmm. and she's just like i miss you i miss you i'm like i know i know baby i miss you too and 
Yeah, it was. It's it's uh, you no, no parent wants to see their children cry. I mean, even when they scrape their knee, yeah, they cry or whatever. Yeah, but they don't want to see that. It's just like, oh man, as a parent, you're like, that's what you do is you console them. You, you know, Hey, get up, you dust it off. You're okay. Yeah. And like, uh, you're able to physically like be there like in, in an yeah. instance where like they do fall down. You're able to pick them up physically, hold them, you know, I, I take care of the scrape, the boo-boo that they have put the band. Right. On. Right. Like I can only well, imagine like the, the heartache that that moment must have like felt like just like the fact that it, you said this is a couple of years ago and the fact that like it is ingrained into your memory, you remember where you were in the United yeah. States in the middle of like nowhere, Ohio and like Toledo, <laughs> middle of nowhere, <laughs> Ohio. Um, yeah. I, it was um, how I felt. I can't put it into words. It was just extreme. Every, every emotion, anger, resentment, like, why did I do this? Why am I gone? But you know, I, I don't have, I mean, I can't blame anybody for that because this was like an opportunity. I could have said no to it. So, I mean, it's not like, oh, this was, this would, this was avoidable. It's just something that I just always wanted to do. And I knew if I didn't do it, I would have regretted it. And I was right. So I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't blame anybody for that. And I don't think it was a bad thing. It was just, it was just hard what it mm. where i did fail was letting it get to me and letting my emotions uh hijack my intelligence and probably was and i know it was i was probably very difficult to be with as a touring member of a band there's <laughs> unnecessary arguments that did not need to happen <laughs> well i at the very beginning you had mentioned that like uh the feeling of separation anxiety was it was impairing uh, your judgment you said it kind of like brought yeah. out the worst in you so yeah. what do you feel uh would you what do you feel was the worst of you that came out because because of it uh angry a lot of anger is what it was um just um towards towards other people uh disconnected i was disconnected uh, most of the time not not all the time, but there was just times where people were just like, "Come on, you know, like something like so if something happens on the road, and I was already stressed out. I I always felt that I didn't have enough left over in my reserve tank to deal with this issue or that issue. So I, I would just compartmentalize. Be negative. Yeah, yeah. And uh. there was times though that that if it wasn't like that 100 percent of the time. It's just like when it got to that point. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it uh, it got mean, um, rude, should I say? You know, and I pro I I don't know if I ever said anything mean to fans. I might have. I don't remember. I usually have a pretty good memory. I might have said something sarcastically, and they, maybe they took it wrong. But I don't know. Yeah, it's that's something. It's something you don't do. Like when you're in when you're when you're in the entertainment industry, you know, you're kind of you you have to put your personal life aside and you have to put on the 
a different a different hat. Yeah, right? there's there's two different and, uh, there's two different personas basically. There's you yeah, know, they're not they're not too completely different from one another, but it's just like this is what you portray to the public and like yeah. the press, and this is what is like for the world to see. And then there's like that little bit of you that's like, okay, this is for like my my close friends and my family members and my loved ones, and this is like for me, just so you can have that yeah. separation. I didn't. <laughs> I took it all with me and. <laughs> And I, I was, I, at times I was too open and I remember I was having conversations with people I didn't know. And then when I came back to the, like lives later on in the career, like I came back to the town and people would ask me, how's Eden? And I'm like, who the hell are you? <laughs> oh, man. oh, wait. Yeah, I did. Oh, what did I tell you? <laughs> oh, shit. Cause That's funny. You know, I'm like, I should have. If if I would have maybe handled it better, I would have been able to not reach out to a stranger and use them as a um, a counselor. Well, <laughs> it's I, not I, the best to do. No, I'm just saying. No, I'm not saying you don't do it. Just maybe not. You know, every, they, there, the there is there is you know there's a level of like concern like when you're just talking to someone like you barely know. Like I totally I get that. Um, but like you also have to take into consideration like you're you're a single parent who's doing this as well. So it's yeah, like yeah. you know normally, quote unquote normal uh, is that you have you know at least two people in you know in a relationship that are like in a working partnership that help with the raising of the child or the children. You know it, it sounds like you know there was some uh, there was tension in like the relationship between you and your ex did not last hence the divorce and everything so like there's that tension as well plus there's the raising of of your daughter plus there's you know touring is not easy by any means and then being in entertainment you have to have that you know the the game face as it were and then you know you reserve you know the the personal time you know the personal jason for like your friends and loved ones like there's yeah. there's a lot of emotional uh gear shifting that you had to be doing at any given time for a decade basically so it's knowing you personally and being friends with you for the past like six years or whatever it's been you know like you're like i i don't say that lightly you're very down to earth you're very friendly you're very you're a very you have a, a huge heart you're the kind of guy who will give the shirt off your back to like a stranger if they needed it so like the fact that you were able to navigate all of that and come out to still be the positive person you are the supportive person that you are and to like i've seen you with your daughter you are an amazing parent you're an amazing father and she obviously loves you even though you had that that hurdle of you know being away a lot when she was growing up um what is it that finally made you say okay i need to stay home and and be with my daughter and like leave uh, you know, you, you took a step back from the music industry. What is it that made you take that step back? Well, from the very beginning, I knew for a fact that I could not possibly do this forever. I knew that there would come a time where I would have to step back. I just didn't know when. Uh, and I'd, I'd, let, I'd let my members of the band know that kind of early on 
And there was a couple of emotional, a heartfelt, like, look, I don't know how long I can do this much a lot, but I, I can still do it now, but I don't know at what point, so at some point I'm going to have to not. And there was a couple of times where I said I could make a tour. I mean, I always made a tour, but, and, you know, it, obviously everything panned out, but I started feeling it right as, um, right about 2017, uh, right as we were recording our, our third record, Lilith, um, we were doing pre-production for it. And I just felt like, I don't know if I can do it, not, not do the record, but I don't know if I can go out on this, on this run, which hadn't even been, you know, scheduled yet. Um, I remember talking with, uh, Heidi, one of the singers, and I had a good hour and a half long conversation. And she told me like, look, you're an amazing father. We love you, but ultimately you have to make the choice, you know, like if it's, if it's hurting you, then you might have to take a step back, but hang in there, hang in there for, it's going to get better. And I did. And I went on the next, it was the end of 2017, went on, supported Hollywood undead. And then 2018, uh, we did a couple of tours. We did a co-headlining tour um, with nonpoint. And I, and during the end of that year, it was just becoming other tours were coming up, other tours were coming up. And, and I remember it was the last European run we were on. I was completely disconnected. I didn't, I wasn't connected at all with the band and, and I, uh, I was, uh, no, you, when drink, you say disconnected, probably, you mean like emotionally disconnected? Yeah. Yeah. Like, not that I didn't care about them, but you know what, if they were going to go do something, I'd just, no, stay back, stay on the bus, sleep. I slept a lot, you know, when, whenever they say, you know, that the whole cliche sex, drugs, rock and roll, mm-hmm. I know what, why, why people would probably do drugs is to fill that void. I would fill that void with alcohol or sleeping. Which is two very very uh classic signs of like of depression right drinking excessively the substance abuse and eating and eating and i was eating like you know ice cream is is my kryptonite (laughs) a lot of ice cream you know because it it tastes good you know okay you know ice cream and booze ice cream booze yeah Yeah. um but yeah uh, it sounds like you know near the end there you were getting a lot of the the telltale signs of separation anxiety which is you know you were having yeah the yeah. the you were a drastic change in your social uh norm so like, you weren't hanging out with everybody you were just avoiding everyone you were like reclusing you yeah. know you, you were yeah. sleeping a lot you know you were having it's it definitely sounds like you're having like very long and serious bouts of depression yeah yeah and 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 i was i was just like i said i was disconnected hiding from everybody and there was I probably had resentment and for un- unnecessary resentment for no reason. I, I don't even know why I would resent because these are the, when you're in a band, you know, when you're touring, I mean, you become your extended family and mm-hmm. you, it's a ride or die situation, right? Yeah. So, you're, you're trapped in a tin can with, you know, a group of people for a minimum of yeah. 30 days. You become pretty friendly yeah, and pretty you close. Put up, <laughs> you put up with everybody's yeah. idiosyncrasies, waking up and someone, someone snores too loud or, 
you know, someone leaves their shoes out. Or, Thank God, you know, everybody, no man. one's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. earbuds, you know. <laughs> oh God. But um, I just knew at at, at a, I remember just like, you know what? It was the end of 2018. I just after the tour, I and it. I didn't really talk much with the band, and a little, a little angry. But I just decided, you know, I can't do this anymore. I have to come home. Something told me, stop, just stop. It, it's you've done, you've done it, you've gone as far as you can, and you're you're sawing yourself in half. But if you keep going more, so I, I remember texting. I was in an airport, texting my my old boss, like, hey. You, uh, you guys need a, in, in looking for another mechanic, because that's what I, what I was, diesel engine mechanic. And he's like, come in on Monday. <laughs> like desperately, like, please come in. We need you back. So that's, that's what happened. And then um, there was a, there was an emotional phone call to my band the beginning of 2019. And I told them, you know, it was a heartfelt, like, you know, I, I apologize. Like, look, I'm sorry for for being disconnected for being mean and and everything and but i can't do this anymore i love you guys but i can't i can't i apologize i apologize and they they were emotional too they were just like well maybe you can just be in the band and maybe you just don't tour i said i can't i right now don't even want to touch any instrument i don't want to think about music any anymore i at that time, you know, I just didn't, um, you know, when you, you know, when you fly with your guitar or, or bass or whatever, you know, you turn, tune your strings all the way down to slack them. So that yeah. the tension, the air pressure, all that cool stuff. I pulled them out of the case when I got home and put them in their rack and I never tuned it up for like nine months. I just let it sit, collect dust. I didn't want, every time I looked at it, uh, it brought it, it brought an anxiety. It's just like, I miss my daughter. And, and a matter of fact, this is one time, even being at home, you, you got that feeling home. of anxiety of missing your daughter. Yeah. Even after, even after I, I uh, quit the band, I didn't officially announce it till uh, six months later. And yeah, cause we, we had, you know, we had talked a few times, I think since, you know, in between when you had the, the timeline of when you quit and to when you finally told me that, like, I had no idea that you had even left the band. You had kept it kind of, yeah, really I, hush hush. because because I was just, I didn't talk to anybody. I just like, this is what I'm doing. I had to put my brain back to who I was before I started the band. Right. And there, I, I do remember like, as far as anxiety goes, I remember being on, I don't know, it was like in November, 2017, the day off. I was in New York state somewhere. Um, Poughkeepsie. Oh yeah. Good old Poughkeepsie. You know, yeah. The so Theater. I, yeah. Well, it was a day off and yeah. I got a hotel room of my own. I just, I just need to get away. Right. And in your long and time. I rem- in my long time. And I remember looking at, there was a brick wall inside um, the hotel uh, in my room. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, you know, if I just fucking break my hand, excuse me, excuse me for that for it's, you <laughs> can drop, that you can, you can do whatever you need. Say whatever okay, you all right, need. All right. Okay. Feel free. Um, I remember looking at that wall that, you know, if I break my hand, I don't have to play anymore. And I'm, and that's even then really I was like, that is, thought. that is the, and I was thinking, I've wanted to be a rock star since I was like five years old when I saw the 
Twisted Sister and Kiss videos growing up and a kid of the 80s. Right? Like, oh, man, I, I can't wait to do it. I can't wait to do it. But when you get to that point where it's like, I'd rather break my hands so I don't have to go on stage that next night, something is wrong. Not with the band, not with the lifestyle, but with me being gone. That's what it was. Yeah. And I remember telling people that. And my girlfriend at the time, um, she was just like, you really need to, you, you really need to, to stop. If it's really, if, it's, if you're really thinking that you can't be thinking, I was like, you're right. I can't be thinking that, you know? And that's what, when you ask like separation, what separation anxiety, what did it do to me? It made me angry. And what is that? A fight or flight kind of thing? Yeah, it's it's it brought out a lot of these uh, emotions that you weren't able to uh, process. You weren't getting the the emotional release that you needed because yeah, you yeah. needed to be with your daughter and you were physically away from her. And it got to a point where you were like, "What do I do?" You're you're literally willing to like gnaw your hand off in order to escape <laughs> what you felt was a trap. Yeah, and I didn't even see it. I, I kind of saw, but didn't want to. I didn't want to acknowledge it, but you know, you, you, when, when, when your, when your hobby becomes your career, I mean, it's like, wow, it's so cool. But when it becomes a job and it, it does, because it just, that's just how it is. I mean, well, I think, we, I think the, the big thing is like you, you had two things that were very important to you, something you've literally wanted to do since you were a child, like your dream, yeah. your, your, your passion, you know, something that you, what the, kind of you felt defined you as you and what you wanted to do and then you also had something else that defined you as who you were as a person and something that like was emotionally important to you and you, you had these two conflicting things that were literally butting heads and so you were trying to divide yourself to do both and the you know the career thing the way it was set up it, it didn't allow you to do the thing that you also needed to do for yourself in order to have that that balance that emotional uh satisfaction and happiness and then also just be there for you know your daughter and it i anybody who had that kind of uh setup where you wanted to do two different things that were equally important to you and not being able to do them you know successfully like that's going to tear anyone yeah. apart it's going to break any heart so the fact that like the fact that you were able to recognize it you know before it got to a point where you were you know became addicted to alcohol or drugs or before it got to the point where you you know you hurt yourself or hurt anyone else and you were able to like step back and reassess and then also be there for your daughter and then give yourself that ability to you know within the past like year or so you started coming back and doing doing music again more seriously the fact that you were able to like reassess yourself and then rearrange things that you can still do both things and have both things in your life that shows uh, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of emotional maturity it shows a lot of awareness and it shows a lot of strength because a lot of people have difficulties just acknowledging that there is an issue that they're struggling with in the first place so the fact that you were able to step back have that that sense of being humble and just kind of reassess and go okay what do I need to do so this way I can be happy so that i can have both things I, that's that's extremely uh inspiring jason thank you <laughs> you're welcome yeah, you're right 
you're right. Um, it takes a while to, uh, to, to, I guess, you know, grow up and not that I wasn't adult. I mean, I wasn't an adult, but to really be, to have the tools to handle emotions. Right. Um, and it took me to take some time, time away, time back. And I always say, you know, sometimes I jump to conclusions. I'm never coming back. Never coming back. Mm. Somehow it always vacuums me back in. <laughs> but uh, I remember, you know, I played, I played the, my last shows with the band. Um, I don't remember the dates. It was two, summer 2019. There was two shows we did. Mm-hmm. And I said goodbye to the fans, you know, that were there and, you know, off, off I go on my own. Um, but I had not picked the instrument up till about a month before those shows. Oh, I'm like, wow. oh, I better, I better do that. And I, I pretended that I forgot how to play, which I didn't. I just, I was rusty, but it took me to, okay. I did forget a little bit of stuff, but nothing that didn't just jog my memory after I listened to the song. But, mm-hmm. um, after those shows, I, I really thought, I was just like, you know, this is, this is it. This is over. Not in a bad way though. Like, just like, almost like, let me close that chapter, you know, no regrets in it because I didn't, I didn't have to, no one forced me into it. I did it and I have no one to be upset about, about it. It was just, I didn't handle myself in the situation with being a single father. There's nothing wrong with being single parent and doing that. As long as you tie up your loose ends. And that's what I didn't do is my loose ends were not tied up. There was not a very good, uh, a relationship with her mother, which that's kind of both of our faults. It is what it is. Uh, but uh, I think uh, now that I have some time off and loose ends are not fraying, they're tied up. It's like, I can, I can do things now. And, and what I've been doing was playing a lot, different styles of music, uh, styles of music. Um, still, like I still got it. It never, it never left me. And I just uh, do, uh, I was doing a lot of um, tracks. You know, I do them like someone say, hey, can you do uh, some bass lines for me for a demo? I was like, sure, no problem. And it's so, what's so cool about technology is they, they can uh, send you the file and put it in your DAW and you can uh, track, send it back to them. And I don't have to leave the house. You can just I mean, it's cool to work be in, in your pajamas. It's great. Yeah, exactly. Or when I get home from work or wake up early in the morning before the sun comes up and get the tracks done and then send them over and then cool. The rest of the day, I'm free to go take my kid down to the beach and hang out, right? Yeah, you so, can be the present father. Yeah, yeah. Be the present. Like um, we, uh, we have a garden in the back on the back patio area we made about two years ago. Um, and since her name's Eden, it's the Garden of Eden, Boop. Eden's Garden, <laughs> which she, she doesn't did take there. Care of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I take care of it. <laughs> well, of course, you're but, you're um, the uh, you're the dad. You're supposed to. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. But um, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's 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 much easier, and I've grown a lot. You know, uh, it's uh 
but it was definitely hard. Those, it, it's a, it's a learn. It's, it's hard to say if that makes any sense. It's kind of like, I'm glad I went through, through that, you know, with the, the, um, the up and down emotions, just so I know what not to do anymore. I had so experiences for myself. Do you feel uh, that you, because of your experience with, you know, that 10 years of being on the road all the time, do you feel that with that experience and then your time away being just uh, away from music and then coming back to where you are now, do you feel that you have a better understanding of how to keep things balanced so that you can do both? Yes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It takes when you're, when you're gone, when you're gone on the road, like life stops. Right. Mm. And you don't, a lot of times it's hard to think about the domesticated stuff like at home and, you know, paying, paying attention to what's around and all your friends and family, they kind of, they, they kind of move on. Right. And when I, when I came home, when I got back off the road, every time it's like something had changed, something new, someone moved, someone got married, someone got divorced, someone died. Someone was like, Oh, no one told me, you know, where was I? Oh, you were off in Spain. You were off in Germany. Now it's like, it's easier to keep up with, with everybody. And, but on the flip side of that, it's like, you kind of miss out what's going out, what's going on in the other world, like on the road with all of the bands and stuff like that. But with social media, you can kind of watch. And every time I watch like these bands and they, you know, they're doing their Snapchats or, you know, vlogs, it kind of like you can kind of i can kind of put myself in their situation like oh i know what they're doing or i see if like i've been to that place i've played there before i know what they're doing like i've had yeah. those burgers i've had those burgers i've i know how hot it gets there in flint michigan at the machine shop i know how, how cold it can get in canada <laughs> canada can get very cold it gets I broke my very... tooth in canada one time seriously carrying I was carrying a case of beer <laughs> back to her. This was on the Marilyn Manson tour. Big case of beer. I don't know, some local brand. <laughs> and I slipped and I fell right on my butt. And oh. the be- I held the beer, thank God. <laughs> but I, I chipped my tooth. Oof, dude. That uh, must have been a terrible rest of the tour. I Near the end, like half the tooth was gone. I'm like, shh. It. I need to do something about that. I got home. You're like, uh, I had to get it, you know, with a, you know, filled and then later on capped. But yeah, I saved the beer. You know, I mean, that's the most important part. <laughs> it was good beer. I don't remember what it was. One of those local brands. Maybe it was in Edmonton, Canada, or something like that. Some some <laughs> so some local uh local Canadian brew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh. <laughs> So do you feel, how do you feel that uh, talking about this uh, as a father has come into play with you opening up about it, as opposed to say, you know, like uh, a single mother opening up about having feelings of separation anxiety? Do you feel like that has been, do you feel like that has, has uh, affected how you talk to people or uh, how you've processed it yourself? I mean, just being a male versus a female? Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I think more dads should be able to 
open up about how they feel about it. Um, it's not, uh, nothing wrong with that. Um, I know a lot of, I know a lot of uh, dads who, I mean, they just uh, taking their kid to uh, karate or taking their kid, their sons or daughters to uh, dirt bike riding or something like that. And I guess if you mean like they're not really open, like, yeah, I, I guess it, on the outside, they're not, they don't, they don't appear to be open, but since I know what they're talking about as a dad, like, I get it. You know, I can read between the lines, you know, someone said to me uh, recently, it's just like, Jason, you're a girl dad, you're a dad that has a girl. So you feel emotions a little bit more. I see that. Yeah. I, I am a little more in, in tune with uh, females emotions especially as my daughter's now a teenager <laughs> yeah um it's easier for me to open up the older i get because i don't have uh i don't have anything to really prove anymore you know who, who am i who am i trying to who am i trying to impress you know like this is this is how it is this is what when i went through and if anybody else is going through it it's it's, I hope they would be able to be able to listen to this and, and maybe find, find the tools themselves uh, to uh, conquer that battle um, inside them. You know, if you feel, if you start feeling like what you're doing is wrong and you start thinking about like, you know, hurting yourself or uh, drinking or doing, you find yourself disconnected, that means that there's something wrong there. You need to take care of it. What's you know actually like adjust your your what you're doing in life and not just cause yourself physical harm and fill that right right yeah like substance. don't try like I'm trying to break my hand because I don't want to play anymore I'm try I'm gonna just drink a whole bunch of vodka or something like that or yeah. I'm gonna just not I'm just gonna just not associate with anybody and just I'm gonna sleep all day because if I sleep then I don't have to deal with uh, reality right yeah so. Uh, so. You know, again, I've mentioned it before, but I think the fact that you were able to like make these decisions and like open up and like take responsibility for your actions and and make the necessary changes and not just kind of like go down a rabbit hole of like substance abuse or just like sleeping all day or yeah. like, physically hurting your hand so you physically can't play. Like, oh, there's an excuse. You know, right. that shows a lot. Of I never did. I never did that, by the way. I was just yeah. Thinking <laughs> yeah. I I figured it's but since you're still playing the instrument <laughs> from time to time. Yeah, that I think it's it's very uh, it shows a lot of strength and I, I sh think that shows uh you know good uh, a good character uh quality that you know other people can look up to like, you know your daughter including you know so you're you're showing her like hey you know I I realized something was wrong I took responsibility and you know I made the change that I needed to you know do and then I yeah. Being that she was so young and still is very young, like she, I think she will see that and go, oh, my dad uh, is teaching me to take responsibility for my actions. And, you know, life is going to have uh, opportunities and decisions for me to make that aren't going to be easy, but it doesn't mean that right. I shouldn't take responsibility and make a decision. Right. And you also have the ability to change your, you know, what you want to do. So that's, it's also something that, is needs to be taken into consideration because you you went on tour you did you fulfilled a lifelong dream yeah you know 
you stepped back for a little bit to focus on something else, but you realized, okay, I don't need to give it up completely. So like you're, you're, you're learning how to balance everything. And that is also a really good uh, right. example yeah. for your daughter. And then for anyone who's tuning in right now, whether they're watching this or, or listening to this, you know, I, I think, uh, I think your, what you've gone through is, is an amazing example of, uh, people being res- of someone being responsible dealing with such severe uh, severe emotions. So I like, thank you, thank you, Jason, for for sharing that. Anytime. <laughs> uh, and you know, thank you in general just for for being here on the show. Thank you for being a friend for all these years. Thank you for being such a a positive and encouraging person. Well, thank you. Thank you for the invite. Yeah, I hope course. I hope someone's listening. I hope uh, I hope it, it, it enlightens somebody. Well, if it helps at least one person, then I think that uh, it does its job. That's right. That's right. So, I truly believe that the more that we, as a society, feel comfortable opening up about our struggles, the more it will help others to realize that they are not alone. Everyone has the inner strength to face whatever life puts along their path. So, thank you again, Jason, for taking the time to chat. And thank you to everyone that has tuned into this episode. If anyone watching finds that they are struggling with their mental health, please do not be afraid to reach out to your friends, family, or a mental health professional. I'll place a link in the description of this video that will have some information and connection to further resources. And until next time, remember, you always have the strength to conquer your battlefield.